you're you're in the planning stages even of a bigger a bigger development than that. Can, yeah. Can you can you give us any any insights into that one? Sure. Yeah. Um, Is it top secret? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't really believe anything has to be top secret because. Uh, um, what we do is, if you're really good at what you do, it's kind of hard to copy, I think. Okay, I So, no, I, think so I don't mind sharing because right. yeah. I feel pretty comfortable that, uh, you know, what we have is something special. Welcome back to the REI NWA podcast. This is episode number 12, and I'm your host, Coley Bailey. I'm a broker and team leader at the Lone Rock team at Fathom Realty. And today we are going to be digging into planning with the cities and uh, how to prepare for a project and rezoning and all that good stuff with Alexandra Torado. Hey, Coley. It's great to be here. Yes. Thanks for coming. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me. So uh, to start out, I always like to see a little bit of the background of our guest and you know how you got started in real estate, maybe where you're from. What's your story? Sure. Well, um, originally from North Carolina, um, went to Duke University for my undergraduate degree where I learned Mandarin. Um, I thought I should learn Chinese, whether I went into business or politics. I thought that Mandarin um, would be a very important language to know. So started learning Mandarin um, in undergrad and moved to China after school, went on to get my master's at Columbia University, um, majoring in East Asian studies um, and researching China's economic development. So I received my master's degree from there, went off to my first job in Atlanta, Georgia, um, a real estate developer from China came to town oh, wow. <laughs> to to look at um, large-scale development in Atlanta. Uh, turns out Atlanta and Chongqing, China are sister cities. So okay. the economic development department had gone to a developer's large-scale project in China to share large-scale development practices. Mm. And in return, this developer came to Atlanta, Georgia. And a friend said, you should meet this developer. And so I met him, and that turned out to be my husband. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. In, uh, so, um, you know, my background was more in finance. At the time, I was helping overseas Chinese companies invest in the United States. And he had been a developer in China for 10 years doing very large-scale developments. His last development was over 3 million square feet, Mm. 2,200 residential units, 180 commercial spaces, and about 1,800 underground parking spaces. And that was just a medium project in China. So um, he did not want to continue developing in China. He thought the risk profile was changing. So um, we started looking outside of China. And go ahead. I gotta, I gotta Sorry dig if in. I'm getting away from you. No, no, it's <laughs> yeah. great. It's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so when did you when did you meet? Yeah, so we met in Atlanta 2017. 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not that long ago. No, really? this is all pretty fresh. Yeah. 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 Fast moving. Okay. Yeah. So then um, what what brought you to Northwest Arkansas? Sure. So that's kind of what brought us here. We decided to combine our talents, him being the developer 
with the, the experience at the time. And um, me having a background in finance, I ended up going to Harvard and getting a master's in finance as well. Um, and being able to, sp- my husband does not speak English, which okay. makes it super fun. Right. So um, we combined and decided to be a team and uh, together develop real estate. So he did not want to continue developing in China, as I just mentioned. For yeah. those reasons, we looked outside in neighboring countries in China that made more sense at the time than Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we just did a tour through the South in the, at the end of 2020, and my parents had moved here first because okay. everybody was doing crazy things in 2020. Right. They did a crazy thing and moved from North Carolina to Arkansas for my stepfather's job. And it was really just supposed to be, let's pass through this town called Bentonville and keep on going. Yeah. And then once we saw it and we saw the cranes and saw um, just all the activity, it was really like the beacon on the hill. The the lights just went off, the light bulbs. It was so different from all the cities that we had just uh, driven through. And we had also looked at traditional markets like Seattle, New York, uh, for a new developer in a new country, Bentonville just um, checked off a lot of boxes. It was easier to get off the ground mm-hmm. quickly than a, a Seattle or something. Yeah, less regulation. Right, it could take you a year. I mean, yeah. Um, so, so check off that box. And then just Northwest Arkansas um, is just a hidden gem as far as the market growth and um, the the future trajectory. So it just checked off all of our business boxes, and it checked off the family lifestyle boxes too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so that's how we got here. Cool, cool. All right, and and so you guys have projects going on right now. Taking a look at my notes here, so you're completing a thirty thousand square foot townhome development right in downtown Bentonville. Yeah, that's correct. We're under construction. Um, we we got here in top of 2021 is when we first moved here, started uh, getting the lay of the land. Um, downtown Bentonville made the most sense for us. There was just so much action going on in downtown Bentonville. So we assembled two parcels and aggregated it to become one parcel. And um, being that my husband specializes in high density and using every inch and air rights of our of the land, um, you know, we were able to fit thirty thousand square feet on half of an acre, which is fifteen townhome units on right. half of an acre, yeah. which is pretty dense. Yeah. 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 Wow. Cool. And so, and then you're you're in the planning stages, even of a bigger a bigger development than that. Can, yeah. Can you can you give us any any insights into that one? Sure. Yeah. Um, Is it top secret? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't really believe anything has to be top secret because uh, um, I think what we do is. If you're really good at what you do, it's kind of hard to copy, I think. Okay, I so, agree. No, I think, so I, think I don't mind sharing because I, right. yeah. I feel pretty comfortable that, um, you know, what we have is something special. Um, so, yeah, w- the first project, even though it was kind of large for a first project, um, we just 
really wanted to make sure we knew the ropes. Mm -hmm. uh, this being my first development um, and me leading the development since I speak the English, yep. you know, um, that was a good size project for us um, to get our, our foot in, um, foot off the ground. And, uh, but now of course we want to, we're scaling up. Uh, we feel comfortable, pretty comfortable with, with what we learned, the process to go a little bit bigger, maybe twice as big. Mm -hmm. So the next project, um, could be up to 60,000 square feet. Um, I would really like to bring some unique products into the downtown market, smaller products that don't currently exist. Um, that would make it naturally a lower price point. Um, okay. If you're familiar with downtown Bentonville prices, yep. you know, there's a high price to entry. Right. And so I want to be a part of the solution that's bringing, um, you know, lower prices to the market. But you can do it at a, uh, at a market rate just by natural high density. Mm -hmm. on, on. So what does that look like? More like a, like a condo? Or... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. so going vertical, um, on-grade parking, podium style. So the four or five residential levels would mm -hmm. be on a, a podium, and then parking would be underneath. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, if you go to the planning commissions, um, there's a project very similar that went to planning commission two weeks ago. So okay. um, it looks like a lot of people are kind of on the same uh, yeah, thought yeah. pattern well, as us. It's needed. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the amount of land that's available is, is, is getting pretty small and, um, and all the cities right now, Fayetteville, Bentonville, really everybody's talking about density. How can we get more density into our cities? And I, I think we're sort of in a, in a phase of development where, we've essentially been communities of suburbs. It's just, it's like all of our communities are single level and they're expanding outward. Right. But we're, we now have the population that we're going to have to start going vertical. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, a lot of people don't, or some people are opposed to higher density because it creates traffic, or the, they say it creates traffic, but really the traffic comes from the suburbs, right? Yeah, like yeah. everyone having to commute. Yeah. If we lived in walkable neighborhoods, you could park your car and you could walk to um, all the amenities that yeah. you need, but we have created urban sprawl. And, and for those that love the farmland, mm. it's... Fitting 15 homes on half of an acre is saving much more land than putting 15 homes on one acre right. or 0.25. It's right. also land conservation yeah. as well. Yeah. And, you know, especially Bentonville being the, the bike uh, mecca that it is, uh, that it's becoming, you know, being, being downtown uh, and, as you said, walkable neighborhoods or bikeable neighborhoods, uh, and especially e-bikes, that's becoming a, a, a bigger uh, piece of, of our life. And uh, so, you know, it, it kind of expands uh, how far people can go to the amenities and, and to all the different things. And so, yeah, I think it becomes less of a concern about, well, where do I park my car? Where's my car? Um, you know, if if... And all the, the, the traffic that you were talking about, it alleviates a lot of that problem. Yeah, the trail access uh, in Bentonville is one of a kind, mm -hmm. and uh, just the, the culture as well of trying to 
make a city that um, is connected via the trails is yeah. is very unique. And so our first project is actually right along the bike trail. Our second project is also right along the bike trail. Oh, cool. Um, so we like the bike trail themes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that um, gives people access that way. All right. So you have a program coming up here at REI. I do. I do. And yeah. um, can you tell us what the what the topic is going to be? Yes. It is on um, uh, preparing for your uh, planning commission, um, on concept meetings, and uh, your rezone application as well. All right. So we're going to get into more of that right after this word from our sponsor. Are you struggling with real estate code compliance? Let Ordinal, your AI navigator, simplify it for you. Receive clear answers to your nuanced compliance questions in seconds with citations included. Currently, the Ordinal beta version specializes in the Northwest Arkansas cities of Bentonville, Fayetteville, Springdale, and Rogers. Join the beta version now and get your first month free using the promo code REI. After that, it's just 12 bucks a month. Visit breakground.ai slash ordinal or click the link in the description below. Start incorporating AI into your real estate workflows today with Ordinal. All right, so walk us through a little bit of what it's like going into a planning uh, commission meeting um, and you know what, what do people need to be prepared for? Let's say they've got their site picked out. They've got their plans picked out and you know they're ready for approval or they think they're ready for approval, what what do they need uh, to put together in that package? Sure. Well, the rezone and the plans are actually two separate things. So uh, you do not need your plans to go to a rezone. Okay. In fact, I think there's an Arkansas law that they can't even ask you for your plans. Okay. Uh, um, they might ask, but you do not have to give them because you don't want them to reject your rezone just because they don't like your building concept. Right. Um, so... Um, and that can I, yeah. change too. Oh, of there's, course. There's so, flexibility there too. Um, I actually have a planning commission meeting tonight, so this is very fresh. Um, uh, I already went through one planning commission when we first got here, but um, for rezones, you know, really the rule of development that I try to go by um, is to spend as little money as possible um, up front and but get the highest uh, value. Um, back for your due diligence. So um, really, when you do a rezone application, the traditional way is to go to a civil engineer or a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And are you familiar with the prices of what a rezone application costs? No. Tell well, us about that. Yeah. Typical rezone application costs around $4,500. Okay. Um, and there's a little secret that maybe your civil engineer won't tell you, but you can actually do that process yourself. Hmm. Now, um, it is very tedious and there's a lot of like licking stamps and ma mailing out things. But this time around, uh, first time around, I hired somebody. The second time around, I figured out how to do it myself so that, you know, when you're doing a due diligence stage, there's a lot of sunk costs that can go into just the due diligence of a property and they can add up pretty fast. Okay. So I try to, I really try to limit uh, the amount of sunk costs that happen during the due diligence phase. And one of those is by doing the rezo myself. Um, and I can go into that whole process or save it uh, drum roll for the REI <laughs> yeah. event. But just know that um, 
by right, you can do it yourself. Go to the city e-track it, um, and there's uh, instructions on how to do it and follow those instructions. You do have to have a little GIS savvy and do a geometrical shape around your property, find the utilities, um, and contact all the neighbors by certified mail within a 200-foot radius. But uh, those are all things you can do. So you can actually... I was in it for four hundred and ninety dollars mm-hmm. versus four thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. So and that makes it if you don't get your rezone approved when you go into that planning commission meeting, you haven't thrown forty five hundred dollars right. out. Um, so that's the first thing. Back to your question on how to prepare. Um for your rezone, you just prepare that application. I always want to request a rezone that's consistent with the future land use plan. Otherwise, you're fighting a uphill battle. So hopefully you've secured a site and you already have a um, future land use plan that is congruent with what you're trying to put on the property. You don't want to try to put a peg through a square hole or right. however they call it. Yeah. So this is something you should have already checked out with the city really even before making an offer on that property. That's exactly right. That should have happened um, during your back-of-the-envelope analysis before you signed the contract that you you don't even need to contact the city. You can, but all you need to do is go to the GIS system, um, which is Geographic Information Services, mm-hmm. go to that city's um, website, the GIS website, look at the layers, click Future Land Use Plan, and then it will show you what the future land use intent of that property is. So that is all really before you sign the contract. Um, But you should not close on the property until you've confirmed that your planning commission uh, meeting has was approved, passed, and you got that reason because you don't want to, at the end of the day, close on a property and then the reason not be able to use it. Right, right. And then the reason not work out. So All right, so we're going to have an entire hour at the Builder's Circle with Alexandra coming up uh, on December 5th at 5.30. It's going to be at the Golden Corral in Rogers. Come on out and uh, and learn more about the, the planning and approval process, um, including things like large-scale development and how that might be different uh, with an approval process versus uh, other types of development, uh, smaller things, um, and then you know, the, the construction permitting process in detail. So definitely come out and, and check that out. Now, can you tell us how people can learn more about you and the projects that you have coming up? How can people get in touch with you? Sure. I mean, my company's name is Sun Group. Um, we don't really have an advertised phone number yet, but I can give you my personal phone number <laughs> <laughs> or my email. Maybe my email is a better yeah, one. Yeah, let's, let's do email. Sure. Yeah. It's Alexandra, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-A at sungroup.homes, H-O-M-E-S. And um, in about a week on, on our construction site, actually, we'll be putting up the first um, fence wrap around that site. So that will have our project-specific website that you can go on. On. We've got a few renderings up of the and, interior. And what, where is that location? That's on Southwest B Street in okay. downtown Bentonville. So if you if you go to the Peddler's Pub ever, if you're a fan or, right. or the hub, yep. we're right behind there. 
All right. Yeah. Fantastic. So check out the Vince Wrap. That's got our phone number on it as well and our uh, project website. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you for coming. This has been a this has been a really cool uh, podcast. Yeah. A great conversation, and I'm really excited to see these projects come to fruition and change the community for sure. Well, thank you. We invite everybody out anytime. Come come view what we have going on, and we're excited to share. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.